You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Tuesday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And on today's show, we are finishing up our conversation with former Iowa offensive lineman and advocate for the reversal of the decision to cut four varsity athletic programs for the University of Iowa. We have Matt Purdy joining the show to discuss with us a little bit more about the swim team and about his time playing under Hayden Fry. Uh, again, really enjoyed this conversation. So you, if you are tuning in for the first time today, make sure to check out part one yesterday, part two is today, and we'll be back on tomorrow morning discussing some NBA draft talk. So uh, appreciate you all tuning in. Let's get into the conversation with Matt Purdy right now. You know, so, you know, the, the university talked about how they're going to support these kids, but at the same time, the university is not going to give me, not going to pay me back for a year and a half worth of uh, his, his career down here. You know, so that's just, it just adds to my frustration, you know, as a parent and, and as a, as a, an alumni, it just, it just keeps, it just keeps mounting and building. And then, you know, I puts out a tweet about, uh, the, the 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 swimming program and being the birthplace of uh, the butterfly. It just they have no connect with this alumni base, and they just it's problem after problem, in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, it's sad, and it, it honestly, it almost seems like to a degree, the removal of these programs was almost premeditated, and they were just looking for a way to get rid of them. Um, in this and how they handle everything since the fact, and then the fact that a lot of these programs don't have a lot of scholarships. I think people don't realize that, but a lot of these programs that we're mentioning don't have a lot of scholarship available. Your son is a phenomenal swimmer and was on a 50% scholarship versus the football team that has yeah. 90 scholarships, full ride scholarships. And granted the football team brings in a significant amount of money. And I think it's worth noting that the Iowa athletic program up until those past years, one of the few self-funding programs in the entire country um, is incapable of keeping around several sports that have been very important to the history of, of the university of Iowa. Um, and it seems like they are continuing to add insult to misery as they go throughout this process and, and not seemingly caring about the student athletes they've heard. And you answered a couple other questions I was going to ask you about, you know, what would Hayden Fry have thought of this and, you know, had you talked to Kirk about it and stuff. And then it seems like you kind of kind of gone through all those different pieces. You've also mentioned the new leadership. I'm curious, do you feel like, is this a fight that you're going to continue fighting for with um, the new president, Barbara Wilson, or are you at this point just waiting to see if Gary Barta eventually um, leaves the university of Iowa? I mean, I, I don't think he has, in my opinion, a significant amount of support across the board. Even if you look at how well Iowa has done this past year, he did not hire Kirk Ferentz. Right. He did not hire Lisa right. Bluter. He didn't he did not make a lot of these hires that are very instrumental to the success of Iowa. So um what has Gary done? And I, I think it's worth looking at that very, very closely from Barbara Wilson's perspective. So I'm just curious, uh, is this kind of the end of the road for you with Iowa until maybe she makes a change or until Gary Barta leaves? You know what? I, I have no no desire 
to right now to, to support, you know, Iowa athletics as a whole. I mean, that, I'm talking about the global approach. I mean, I will always, you know, Kirk has been nothing but amazing to me. You know, you know, I, I don't ish, wish any ill will on anybody, you know, but it, I, I, I can't find myself to be Hawkeye right now. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I, I can't, I'm not going to put on my, my, you know, 1995, you know, Sunball sweatshirt and walk around proudly with it. Like I had in the past on a, on a game day or something like that, you know, I'll still support them. You know, I'm still, I'll still reach out to Kirk and, you know, if he has a milestone or whatever, that, that's, that's, that's not, that's not what I want to, I'm looking for change in approach in the athletics department. I would value the opportunity to talk to the new president. I would love to sit down and let her see the, all the negative effects that have taken place with just even just this past year. And that would be something that I would like to do. Do I ever expect her to reach out to me? There's probably 1% chance. She's probably seen my name in enough tweets and stuff like that. She's like, no desire, but you know, maybe, maybe I have a, you know, I, I don't know her and that would be, something for me, you know, but I, I think about, you know, as, you know, I myself as, as a, as a football coach and as a athletic administration, athletic administrator, in my current role, so much of our role as leaders is connectivity with the kids before Gary Barta, uh, taught these programs. My son had never seen Gary Barta. Didn't even really know who he was. And even on the day when he walked back in and had a meeting with the women's program on perhaps one of the worst weeks he could have done it because it was their taper week before big tens, he disrupted, you know, some of the most important practices of these girls week. He walked in, had no acknowledgement of the men, walked into a room, had a meeting with the women's program, got beat up pretty well verbally by the girls program and walked out. So he has, he has no desire to connect with these athletes. And I would suspect if you took a pool of, of the, the entire athletics programs, how many people have ever seen him, it would be small. But I go back to when Bob Bowlesby was there and Bump Ellie were there, I would bet the vast majority because oh, yeah, there, there, there goes Bump or, or there goes Bob Bowlesby. I don't think there's a connection from the top of the administration to the people they're leading. And as somebody in that profession of of coaching and and leading, that is one of the greatest things is where I can walk up to, and I know I'm at the high school level and it's considerably smaller, but I could walk up to our, our, our girls tennis player the next morning after she's had a great win and say, Hey, you know, Sally Smith, nice win last night. And to see that, that glow on that athlete's face, Gary Barta doesn't have that connection. He can't do that. You know, he, he could walk up to my son. You know, my son could have been the Big Ten champ. And he could have graduated. My, my son would have went, who are you? And, and that's, that, that's sad for me. And, you know, even, even – uh, the Marcus Wilson, the, the assistant athletic director who's in charge of swimming. These guys, I remember Ryan go, yeah, there was some, after he goes, yeah, there was some Marcus Wilson, the, it was a former football player. Um, 
But Ryan's, Ryan's like, yeah, there's some big guy here, but he didn't even talk to us. You know, <laughs> so, you know, where's the connecti- connectivity between the athletic administration and the sports? And even if Gary, you can't, you know, you can, maybe you can't expect Gary to connect with every athlete, but the administrator in charge should be, should, they should know who Marcus Wilson is. And in my opinion, Gary Barr should sit down with every one of those teams privately at any given point. And the day on August 21st when he cut them, he should have spent an hour, two hours with every one of those teams, answering every question they had, consoling them, and making them feel somewhat at ease with the horrible thing. But not two minutes. I mean, where's the compassion? That was as black and white and as business as that could have been. We're cutting your sports too bad. All right, I'm going to get out of here so I don't have to deal with you. And that's what happened. You know, that's so ridiculous. Is that, is, is that leadership? And I've talked to a number of athletic administrators, a number of business professionals. You know, I, I spoke, I, I spoke with a, 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 a gentleman who's a, is a billionaire, runs a major corporation. And I asked him this question. I go, when you've had to let people go, describe the meeting. And he goes, here's what I do. And I bring him to my office. We discuss the situation. I sit there and I deal with the emotions. I deal with all their questions. If it takes an hour, it takes an hour. So that was a one-on-one. You know, so if you're talking you know, someone who's a major CEO of a major company, takes the time with one person, how, how is the, the Iowa athletic director who's cutting and destroying the lives of 100-plus kids walk out of the room in less than two minutes to leave that shattered shell of emotions. You know, kids who are, you know, walk into a COVID situation, haven't even been in, some not even there, haven't been into a classroom yet, facing all that, that, that's just, that's not leadership in my opinion. And that will never, my opinion of Gary Barta will never change because of how he handled August 21st. I mean, if I'm going to tell, you know, my, my backup offensive tackle that he's not the starter, I'm going to sit and meet with him and make sure he's comfortable with the decision in which I've made. You know, so maybe he needs to go find a nice leadership book and, and spend some time reading it. But, you know, I'm not sure how you lead a, 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 one of the most successful, you know, athletic programs in the country that way and, and not know – the people you're leading you know, and just I'm so soured on on the whole situation all right y'all we got to take one pause for segment one because we got to tell you about betonline.ag the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you got the olympics going on you can track all that action at betonline.ag you can also place future bets on football college ball anything you really want to all at betonline.ag So before the next pitch or the next snap or the next Olympic event takes off, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information today. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Again, head over to their website, get a free account, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook. Experts. Yeah, and it honestly just feels like 
you know, it's, it's too late at this point, right? He could, he could do as much as he could to try to learn how to be a good leader. But at this point it's, it's too late. Um, Matt, I, I really appreciate your candidness on this entire situation. I think from the outside, I didn't understand it, but you know, I wasn't the one connected specifically to it. So it's tough to, you know, really to completely get a full understanding. So I appreciate you walking through all that. And I'm really excited to see what your, uh, your son accomplishes at Arizona. I know it sounds like he has a big, big goals from a swimming perspective um, long-term, which is really exciting. I do want to, I do want to wrap up with uh, just one quick thing about football. Um, what, what was it like playing under Hayden Fry for you? And what was one of your most fond memories of, of being on the Iowa Hawkeye football team? Playing for Hayden is like playing for the most compassionate, caring, and loving parent you've ever connected with. And you're, you're talking about the, the ultimate father figure, you know, the guy who would get you in trouble in the back of a huddle. I, I still remember uh, my, you know, my, junior, my retro junior year, you know, I was a starter, and we're, 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 we're out, we're watching the twos, you know, run practice. And Hayden's back, you know, we're sitting there watching. He's back there BSing with us. And I still remember I'm leaning on my helmet. You know, I'm on, you know, my, on my one knee. And he kicks my helmet out and just giggles at me and laughs and walks away. <laughs> and I remember Frank Verducci turning around to us and he goes, Purdy, do you know what that play was? And obviously I didn't because I'm talking to Hayden. And he's just giggling. And, and he walks away from us. We're getting in trouble. But it was so much fun, and and to to sit there and to to watch him coach us, and to and to connect with him, and it was such he had such passion about us, and you never wanted to to disappoint him, you know. I was fortunate enough where I had so many amazing memories, you know. Obviously, maybe the one I'm most well known for is carrying him off the field after his 200th win. And we were going to, we had different plans. We were going to douse him with the Gatorade cooler. And Sheriff Ron, you know, who was with Hayden almost his entire career, you know, we were getting the Gatorade cooler. And he goes, you guys can't do that. You'll give the old man a heart attack. Exactly what he said to us. <laughs> so we quickly diverted and we carried him off the field. And, and to, to be a part of that, I mean, that's, that's history. That's Iowa history. And that is just so awesome. And I have, I have that photo in my basement signed by him. And it says to, to, you know, to Matt Purdy, one of my all time favorite players. And I look at that every time I go to my basement and you know, if you, if you Google Hayden Fry, good chance that that photo is one of the, you know, probably the top five photos are going to pop up. And, you know, I, I, I've had, you know, KCRG came out and did a story. He drove out from Cedar Rapids and did a story on that, you know, the, a few months after Hayden died. I mean, for, for, for Cedar Rapids Station to come to Chicago and, and interview me was so cool. So, you know, I, I think about that. I think about handing him a game ball after winning Wisconsin, carrying him off the field after the Sun Bowl my senior year, carrying the, you know, the Sun Bowl trophy myself. You know, those just, it just, it's, it's nonstop. And then, and then you think about my teammates and, you know, Hal Mady and I, I was uh, the PAC 12 championships are in Seattle. And I reached out to him about a week ago. I'm like, Hey, you're in Seattle, right? 
He goes, well, yeah, temporarily. He goes, I'm moving to Chicago. And I'm like, oh my God. And you know, Hal and I haven't seen each other in so many years. And we text and we call, but just all those teammates and we're all circling back as we're getting older and finding time to, to see each other. And, and I, I just, I'll wrap up with this, you know, Mike Goff, who went on to have an amazing uh, pro career and, and, and I was coaching. It was um, in October this past year after the teams were cut. And he, he calls me, he was coaching out at Western Kentucky. And this was a Saturday, like at five o'clock. And he calls me up and he goes, Purds, what are you doing? He goes, you want to FaceTime? It, guys don't FaceTime. It's just kind of an odd thing to do. Yep. I'm like, yeah. I go, you can FaceTime me. He goes, he goes, I'm in Kentucky. You're in Chicago. We need to have a beer together. I've been thinking about you. And I'm worried about you. Well, Mike and I sat on FaceTime in my backyard. He's on his porch. We had a couple, three beers together on FaceTime. And we, stole, we told Iowa stories for, for probably about two hours. And I, I just think about that. And to me, that's Hayden Fry. Those are the things he instilled in us. And that family. And, and Gary Barta has destroyed that family for me. And, and, and I've always envisioned, you know, walking back, you know, into Kenick, you know, and being introduced at halftime, you know, whatever anniversary of the, you know, the 95 Sun Bowl, the 30th, 40th, whatever it is, you know, Gary pulled that away from me. And, you know, even if I got invited, if, if I have to face Gary Bart as I walk by, I I don't show up because it's just not the person I want to see leading a program that has been made me so proud yet now is so tarnished. And, you know, so you you think about all the great memories that, you know, Gary kind of snatched away and think about the great memories that I thought my son was going to have there. You know, he had goals of being big 10 champ and, you know, all that stuff. And for me to, to, to walk on that pool deck on his, you know, during his senior day and to see him maybe, to see him introduced at a football game as a, as a big 10 champ or something and to have that role reversed. Those are things I look forward to. And, you know, when people want to, you know, tell me to get over it, you know, I hope anybody in this world doesn't have to go through that heartbreak that, you know, as a, as a athletic parent, I know there's, I understand there's a thousand worse things that can happen, but to, to have that pulled away and, and to hear that phone call on August 21st, that has, has tarnished my view uh, of the black and gold um, and, and special leadership. So, you know, Iowa's meant so much to me and, you know, hopefully someday, you know, there'll be uh, maybe a, a reconnection, but right now there's just not there for me. And uh, I find myself being an Arizona Bearcat and, you know, look forward to, to what um, could be a very, very bright future for my son. All right, y'all, we are going to take one more pause before we finish up segment three and have the last part of our show our conversation with matt purdy um again if you are enjoying this episode as much as i have please make sure to subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at i do want to tell you about our sponsor of the show today though and that is rockauto.com with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computing 
computer, excuse me, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save money and time. For example, I bought two engineer filters. It would have taken me 30 minutes to go to the store and buy them. I would have had to get whatever they had in stock and it would have cost me roughly 60 to $70. I go to rockauto.com. It cost me $20. took me less than five minutes and it was delivered directly to my door. That's the value of rockauto.com. A family-owned business has been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I kind of find the words to, to kind of summarize that. I think that the big thing there is it's tough, right? It's incredibly painful. Um, the wounds are still incredibly fresh. Uh, you know, you just had to move your son into Arizona, which is something you did not think you were going to ever have to do. And all of this kind of happened uh, in spite of all the amazing things other Iowa Hawkeye leaders have done previously, but um, definitely enjoyed the, uh, the stories, you know, the story about, you know, Hayden Fry kicking the, kicking the helmet. I actually, when I was doing some research prior to the show, even um, the, literally the first like six pictures that pop up when I type in Matt Purdy, Iowa football is you carrying Hayden Fry. It's yeah. that's what pops up every single time, which I think is just uh, what an amazing photo and so awesome that he was able to sign that for you. Um, Matt, I've taken up a good chunk of your time when you're down in Arizona with your wife and your, you know, your family. So I really appreciate it. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up the show? No, I, I appreciate the time, you know, I, and I, I appreciate and love the Iowa, Iowa fan structure and know how much the athletes value that support. You know, even as alumni, you know, to, you know, you're, you're standing down here in Arizona and you, you know, you're in the pool and somebody, I have, the, I have a set, I have a tiger hawk on your back and somebody approaches you and goes, wait, you went to Iowa and, and to, and then you tell them their name and they recognize you. That just tells you how special that is. Yep. And to, you know, to the people who support, you know, every one of those programs, keep up the amazing work. Um, because those athletes need you there, need you, you know, being vocal about what goes on on that campus. And, you know, I hope more, you know, Iowa Hawkeye fans voice their opinion about the leadership and the negativity that has come through over the years under, under Barda's uh, tenure. You know, it's, it's time for change. It's time for fresh leadership. And it's, you know, it's time to, to, to bring Iowa back to, you know, to the greatness that it always has been, you know, so, I, I, I appreciate anybody who supported me during this process. And, you know, there are a lot of people who have been somewhat negative and told me to get over it, but, you know, I, I got a long standing, you know, connection there and, you know, it just, it hurts, but, you know, the Iowa fans are, are honestly second to none and um, look forward to great things for them. Absolutely. love, man. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your trip down in Arizona and uh, we'll be, we'll be supporting you here on the lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. And we'll be supporting Ryan as he uh, tries to conquer all of his goals down in Arizona. And thank you again for, for chatting. Where can folks find you? I know you're very active on Twitter. Um, what is your Twitter handle? So folks can find you if they aren't already following you. It's uh Matt Purdy. OLC uh, stands for O line coach. Um, so Matt Purdy OLC is, 
where I live on the Twitter world. Um, sometimes I get myself in trouble, but, you know, <laughs> as we all do. Opportunity for me to express my opinion, and and uh, you know, sometimes I wish I'm like, ah, maybe I shouldn't say that, but uh, I'm passionate about you know what's taking place in our lives. Twitter, Twitter is a dangerous place, but uh, a place <laughs> that we all want to be at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been told I, I, I'm, I'm Twitter is you know, for for old people. What some of my players tell me, but that's just where I feel I feel safe there. I don't need to branch out into too much Instagram and Snapchat. I, that's just scary for me. I don't. Nobody needs to see my face that often, anyways. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, Matt, I, I have definitely enjoyed, uh, again, the candidness and the transparency. And um, like I said, we'll be supporting you and uh, hopefully talk to you in the future when things, uh, maybe things will get better uh, from an Iowa Hawkeye athletic community perspective. Well, I, I appreciate all your time. Uh, feel free to reach out anytime. I, I, I love talking about, you know, all the stuff, you know, the, my past and, and the present with, you know, with connection. So I've always loved to talk and, um, you know, thanks. And, you know, I said, hope we can connect again with, you know, you know, maybe a, a Pac-12 championship for Ryan you know, here in the near future. That would be that would be amazing. Thank you, Matt. Take care. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. And that does do it for our part two conversation with Matt Purdy. Again, if you enjoyed part two, please make sure you check out part one, which aired yesterday. We are going to be back tomorrow as we are back every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Again, I appreciate you all tuning in. If you liked the content we dropped today and you want more Locked On content, check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Betting on your team doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts at. And again, thank you all for tuning in. Have a fantastic Tuesday. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.